Welcome to Sleep Well, the podcast that reveals the science behind one of the most fundamental, yet most mysterious of human behaviours, sleep. I'm Dr. Caroline Horton, and I'm a psychologist and director of Dreams Lab. I also really love sleep, so personally, as well as professionally, I know how important it is for our mental and physical health. Throughout this series, I'll be talking to guests about their common sleep complaints and offering evidence-based tips for getting their all-important shut-eye. Together, we'll evaluate the evidence that sleep improves all aspects of health and well-being and whether it really is that ultimate panacea. What do we really know about dreams? Have you ever had that experience where you've dreamt of somebody, probably in quite a vivid way, and then you wake up and feel a bit embarrassed? You almost wonder if that person's going to know what you were dreaming about. Why are our dreams so strange? Is it normal to dream of dying? Why do my teeth keep falling out when I'm asleep? And why am I always being chased? In this programme, we venture to the seemingly impossible world of dreams and find out that there are some interesting and predictable patterns actually in our dreams and that they may even have a function. In our previous episodes, we've mentioned dreaming in passing when we focused more on sleep. Well, dreaming takes place when we sleep, so in that way the two do go hand in hand. Yet in terms of popular opinion, as well as scientific approaches, the interests in sleep and dreaming are worlds apart. Whilst sleep is often deemed to be a biological necessity, experienced and needed by all, dreaming is sometimes considered to be of interest to just a few people. Dreams have been associated with psychotherapy and laying on a couch, the unconscious mind, and even misconceptions about predicting the future or connection with worlds not accessible in physical form. But why should dreaming have such mystical connotations? Granted, they can be wondrous and unnerving, beautiful and frightening, inspiring and creative, and in essence they are hallucinations, but they are still experienced by all of us, humans at least. We don't know whether animals can dream really, although many show comparable brain patterns and activity during sleep to those of humans. So why this discrepancy between the science of sleep and the art of dreaming? I'm an advocate of dream science because there are commonalities in the way that we dream, Plus, I also think that the study of dreams needs to be robust and systematic rather than subjective. But we can't get over the fact that at present the only way to understand dreaming is to ask people to tell us about their experiences. And that creates some challenges as a researcher. Not only are some people more likely to remember their dreams than others, some people are also more likely to enjoy sharing their dreams than others. So that leads to a lot of variability in terms of how people can talk about their dreams. If I ask people to report on their dream content or activity, I very often hear details like, that person was someone I'd bumped into in the previous day and that's why I dreamt of them. Or, I've got no idea why I dreamt of that. So when people talk about their dreams, they do so with their waking brain on, which is different to the dreaming brain. To be specific, when we are dreaming, we're asleep, with our eyes closed and much of the activity in the immediate environment being shut out by temperature and loud noises if they don't wake us up. Have you ever experienced dreaming of a sound to then realise that it was really there in the real world? A clock ticking might have been heard during sleep and transformed into a bomb going off, or a real alarm might have been an alarm in the dream until it woke you up. 
During the time that you're asleep, the dreams are experienced as if they are real. We experience what we call a reality monitoring deficit. So we don't know that we're dreaming, most of the time anyway, while we're dreaming. We accept the internal world then without question, but we can still reflect on the events and activities. We still have the ability to feel emotions when we're dreaming, and rather strongly so sometimes. And we can interact with other dream characters and think about these experiences at the same time. So in spite of there being some cognitive deficits when we're asleep, we can still engage with some pretty sophisticated cognition as well. I'm talking about dreaming here as if we all know what it is, and I suspect that we do all have a pretty good idea. But there is some disagreement between scholars as to what dreaming really is. We generally agree that dreaming gives rise to dreams and that dreams come from sleep. I'd say that in general, a dream is anything that we can remember from our sleep. With the exceptions of daydreams, I mean, we'll leave those aside for now. But according to Wikipedia, where most people may go if they try and Google dreaming, The definition of dreaming, or a dream, is that it's a succession of images, ideas, emotions and sensations that occur usually involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. And it goes on to say that dreams mainly occur in the rapid eye movement or REM stage of sleep when brain activity is high and resembles that of being awake. Okay, so of course I'm going to try and tear this apart and find a number of issues with this. Let's start in the beginning. The dream being a succession of images, ideas, emotions and sensations. Well, that implies that a dream might be quite a long narrative then, if there are a number of things in succession. What happens if you just remember a simple emotion or a colour or a feeling? Would that still be a dream? I would say that if it happened when you were asleep and you remember it, then yes, it would. They say that they usually occur involuntarily in the mind. Well, Usually we can't control them, that's true, but there are some predictable patterns that imply that we are maybe influencing our dream content in some way. The definition then says that it occurs during certain stages of sleep, namely REM. And it also says that brain activity is high and resembles that of being awake. Well, I'd say that REM brain activity is rather different to that of being awake, but let's leave that aside for now. Dreams don't just occur during REM. They can be... Uh, elicited and recorded from all stages of sleep right throughout the night. So this all leads to a bit of a problem with the definition. There's quite a lot of detail there. Again, I would simply say that a dream is something that we can remember from sleep. The content and purpose of dreams aren't fully understood according to Wikipedia, although they've been a topic of scientific, philosophical and religious interest but we're increasingly trying to make sense of the content of dreams and doing so rather well, even though their possible purpose might be somewhat more disputed. Let's think about some key common features of dreams to show that there are plenty of commonalities experienced by many people. Dreams are quite often emotional and they're quite often bizarre. They are more easily recallable from later in the night and yes, indeed from REM, but that doesn't mean that they're impossible to record from other stages of sleep. They are generally difficult to recall though, so most of the time, out of all the dreams that we experience, we'll forget them, if not immediately, then pretty quickly. These all indicate some commonalities around perhaps the way in which we recall dreams, or perhaps the way in which they're generated. Furthermore, uh, Calvin New, a scholar, has demonstrated 
that there are at least a hundred most popular dream themes that are experienced by many, many people. And these are really interesting to look at. They pertain largely to things like being chased, experiencing fears, and those fears sometimes uh, resembling monsters or animals. Quite often we also feel unprepared or late. Dreams of teeth falling out are quite common too. There may be many reasons for this. It might be that these reflect some kind of general aspect of human function or human nature, that we're all afraid of similar things. It might be that we rehearse being chased and that actually helps us with uh, being better able to cope with such a chasing situation if we ever experience it when we're awake. The teeth falling out thing, well, it might be that there's a physical reason for that. Lots of us grind our teeth in the night. If we're having a dream about not being able to breathe too well, and you wake up at that point, you might find that you've got the duvet wrapped around your head or around your neck. So it may be that some physical perceptions of the real world environment are perceived not as real, but we make sense of them when we're asleep in a different kind of narrative. Either way, there's lots of commonalities that imply some degree of universality around the way that dreams are organised and structured. Some people are interested in dream interpretation as being an attempt at drawing meaning from dreams and searching for an underlying message. But as a scientist, I feel quite uncomfortable about dream interpretation for a number of reasons. Firstly, there's no evidence or any evidence-based reason for dreaming particular things, with the exception of experimentally induced stimuli, like the incorporation of those alarm clock type sounds I mentioned earlier. There are patterns in terms of what people may dream of from their waking lives, but seeing as they are highly personal, there's little need for interpretation there. Indeed, this interpretation element implies that there's something that needs uncovering, perhaps from a metaphorical standpoint. So, for instance, if you dream of running down flights of stairs, this could be interpreted as delving deeper into a problem or even into your own psyche. But perhaps you're just going down some stairs. This interpretation element also places the interpreter in a position of power, as if they've got greater insight into your own psyche than you do as the dreamer. But in truth, the dream experience is personal, and at best, only you know what happened in your dream. Actually, most of our dream memories are rapidly forgotten anyway, and that's perfectly normal too, so maybe you don't even have the best idea either. I might sound a little cynical, and I don't mean to, Dreams are truly fascinating and they showcase some pretty incredible mind-brain abilities. They can be really personally insightful too and intriguing. I spoke to Amy Brennan about her incredible dream diary that she's been keeping for several years. Hi there, Amy. Hello. Can you tell us about your dream diary? We really want to hear all about it. So when did you start recording your dreams? So I first got interested, I must have been about 10, I had this really weird dream where I was being chased around the backfield of, of where I lived by this big black bull. And I must have heard something on the TV that I didn't understand and my brain was trying to figure it out. So that got me interested and it, it took it mulled around in my head, but eventually I started writing them down because I, I kept noticing that I was having these vivid dreams. So when did you start writing down your dreams more regularly? About 2007, I, I, I was in uni and I was doing a lot of writing as well for fiction and stuff. I was like, hmm, 
may as well add my dreams to that. They've got some cool plots. So do you feel that you are watching the dream unfold before you or do you ever feel like you're more involved with it? Sometimes it, it changes it. Sometimes I start out as, as an observer and then I'll sort of like shift into first person perspective and I'm, I'm doing it. But most of the time I'm sort of like hovering and watching and I'll occasionally dive into someone's head to experience something that, that's, that happens that's interesting. That's quite fascinating. Can you ever do that at will? No, I cannot. I can't. I can't do anything at will in my dreams. I've tried, and it just wakes me up. What do you normally do with your diary? Um, normally, I'll, I'll just write it down. I, I, I've been keeping records, and I go back occasionally to see if there's anything interesting that I can use to in my fiction writing, basically. So, do you think most of your dreams are? big dreams or, and cinematic dreams or do you think maybe they're just the ones that you recall i think the cinematic ones are the ones that i remember i know i get lots of bits and snatches and stuff that i don't remember and the ones that i do remember are usually as i'm coming up out of sleep so I'll, if i if i've had a dream in the night and i've partially woken up i'll have a random i might occasionally have a random spread of keywords to try and trigger my memory which doesn't often work uh but the rest, most of the time it's just as i'm waking up mm -hmm. i've had some really fantastic just set piece dreams where it's just an image and i do scribble and, and uh, draw occasionally i don't really have the confidence to uh, pull my dreams off because they're so detailed and intricate i think the only one i've actually had the confidence to do was this cute little cartoon turtle with a newly long neck which was quite cute uh but otherwise no i'm I, I just it's just too intricate there was this one dream where I, there was this beautiful island in space with a dome and this giant galactic eye and this uh, which was beautiful and it was uh, the eye was opening and there were these people on this cliff overlooking it and there's just no way i could put that into art and give it the justice it deserves. Are there any regular themes that seem to emerge in your dreams? Yes. Uh, I have a lot of school dreams at the moment, mostly started since lockdown. Uh, mostly my secondary school, not primary or college. Uh, and a lot of dreams involving water, clear water, not, not muddy water, which is interesting. Can you make sense of the water, where that might come from? oh that that interested me and i looked into it and it according to all the internet websites and stuff that i've looked at clear water seems to be something positive so i'm taking it as that there's something strong but it's it's positive so it's probably related to my creativity or something like that so do you ever or often look up um interpretation or the language of things Occasionally, I, I don't tend to take them as this is the hardened, hardened, solid fact of this dream means that. It's sort. Of, I, I use it more of, of a general point in the right in in the right direction guide. Yeah. As if so many people are dreaming the same thing and it means the same thing. It would be hard ever to verify, wouldn't it? I, mm. I tend to agree with you actually. And uh, whilst there do seem to be a lot of common themes. Mm. Um, teeth falling out is a good example it's probably likely that there's a physical 
Yeah. So about people grind yeah. their teeth when they're asleep, for example. Yeah. It's very hard to tell. Amy, thank you. I think I could listen to your dream diary all evening <laughs> at some point. But there are some really fascinating insights into this, what we've called the complex mix of the mundane and the bizarre, when we try to make sense of where your dreams have come from. Mm. And it's been really helpful in, in trying to work out the beauty of the dreams as well as the comprehensibility of it. So thank mm. you very, very much. You're more than welcome. Amy has clearly been fascinated by her dreams and finds solace in keeping her diary. The act of recording them may be somewhat therapeutic. Recording dreams may even help us to feel more creative and open to novel experiences. The world of dreaming can feel personal, but we've talked about some of the commonalities across our dream experiences that demonstrate that dreaming can be accepted as a science. This shouldn't detract from the beautiful personal world that they let us into. In fact, maybe we should be enjoying it more. With the likelihood of spontaneous dream recall increasing across the night, you're more likely to remember your dreams if you've slept for a good few hours. If you wake naturally, without having to rush out of bed at the sound of an alarm or to get ready for the day, you can also enjoy remembering your dreams. So while some people simply don't remember their dreams, and that's nothing to worry about, I would recommend that if you never or only rarely recall them, just think whether you might not be sleeping well enough. And by enough, I mean that golden eight hours, approximately, anyway. In the next episode, we'll be thinking about what happens when we don't sleep enough. So dreaming might indicate if that applies to you. In truth, it applies to most of us. Hopefully this exploration into sleep and dream science has helped you to make sense of your own sleep behaviours. If you'd like to find out more, be sure to subscribe to the Sleep Science Pod for future episodes. And if you're listening through Apple or another supported platform, please leave us a review. If you have any questions, you're welcome to contact us too. We might even feature your question in one of our later episodes. You can do that through your review or by tweeting at sleepandmemory. But in the meantime, take care and sleep well. <laughs>